0: So, any questions tonight? Try it.
1: What are the most important qualities that you would like your disciples to develop?
0: Hmm. What are the most important qualities I would like my disciples to develop? Well, I think it might be different at different uh, stages but um i guess to begin with um i don't know if this is exactly what you mean by qualities but to develop this serving ego and um a sense of the importance significance of that because it underlies the entire um the whole of the um, otherworldly existence, whereas conversely the enjoying ego underlies material existence. One time, Pujapad Chitamarsh told me, just like the material world is all pervaded by sexual desire, so Goloka is all pervaded by Madurasa and everything uh, you know, is connected with that, assisting that one way or the, or the other. And um, you know the only difference, in one sense, is one is based on an enjoying ego, and the other is based on serving ego. So this is the the the, the great divide, if you will, um, and and we we uh, it's long. Um, Um, I want to say habits formed in youth are difficult to overcome (laughs) so many lifetimes of perceiving the world through the enjoying ego is difficult to change despite so many so much theory and good association and so forth so it's not a small thing as I've told before once when one of my godbrothers asked Bhujpa Chido for some service at the the moth, he said try to change your angle of vision so Sounds like, not asking them to do much, but quite a bit. And everything rests on that. So, uh, I think they need to understand what's meant by that, theoretically, the serving ego. And um, and then to cultivate it and grow it, adopt it. Um, um, and I think that the in a large sense, the, the target, if you will, or the object of service, although as Krishna, it's a little abstract in that uh, Krishna is the object of your service, but where he is exactly, it's not a hands-on kind of service. Often. Sometimes, to some extent, it is, of course, a deity worship and so forth. But um, so... I think then the guru becomes the practical object and the guru is manifesting um, a uh, desire to serve his guru and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so on and so forth in the form of a mission, for example, in our case. So I think the big target, if you will, to identify with in terms of um, cultivating that serving ego is is the mission. I was talking with one of my students the other day, and I said that if you want me to pay attention to you, then pay attention to me. (laughs) It's not very hard. Because in one sense everybody wants the attention of Sri Guru and and so forth, but it's very easy if you pay attention to me. In other words, as I've often said, um, in the larger uh, scheme of things, people approach God for things or they approach God to get away from things. Hmm? But very few people approach God with interest in the things that God's interested in. Hmm? Um, that's why Raghunuga Bhakti is so powerful hmm, of a practice because it's centered on what, um, what's dear to Krishna. Hmm? The way of the Rāgatmikas and their love for him that really defines him, if you will and so a little interest in that obviously attracts his attention hmm? compared to people who want as they say things or want to get away from things karma or, or And this karma and gyan is you know we, we that's all really part of the the um, the enjoying world we want to, as I said the other night somewhere, we want to control the world by, by acquiring enough things and fortify our position therein, when we realize the futility of that, we want to control the world by, by knowing everything, hmm? um, So and get away from it, so to speak. And when you want to get away from it you and you aim solely at controlling your mind and senses, for example, and going within, you, you're really trying to control the world. Hmm? in a subtle way, and so it's not very attractive uh, to Krishna, (laughs) as you can imagine. So, again, to be interested in what he's about, naturally brings his attention, that's that's why that should be the center of our our practice, and then we go about it practically in terms of um, what's important for us at the moment, but with this in in mind, I want to Please, Krishna, in that way, hmm? like the inhabitants of Vrindavan, for example, speak generally about that. I'm interested in that. What um, what interests him? Um, so, um, so similarly, I'm very interested, as you know, in in um, in um, serving my gurus by what, by, in terms of what they told me to do, and to, to, to manifest a mission, an alternative. Um, to um, alternative approach to hearing and chanting and and so forth in 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 in, in, a, in the modern world as time goes on, you need new new approaches and so forth. So it's a big undertaking, and and so to see that as the target as, as, as like it's big, it's pretty big. There's a lot of things that you could do, ways that you could help. You know, we're we're desperate here. You know for In one sense, to uh, to um, big projects and uh, and and, uh, um, they are quite consuming. They can consume lots of people, lots of funding, and so on and so forth. So these are all ways that we can throw our enjoying hearts and ambitions hmm, into the fire of sacrifice. Um, by making the mission a target and trying to, to serve that and, and identify that with Guru Maharaj and that with, with Krishna. So that's a good kind of general approach to the matter, mm, the matter being developing the serving um, ego. And I can guarantee you that, that mission causes are, are big enough to consume um, everyone. There's never enough that you could, you could, you could do um, so it can consume you, which is what we want. So, to develop the serving attitude and, and even to think about that, for example. I mean, some of my disciples obviously are more and more involved than others. As big as of a target of it is, I'm not sure how much they all even think about it in their daily life. There's this big thing going on. <laughs> Guru Maharaj is busy all the time with these, you know, projects and, and so on and so forth. So, my disciples should think for a moment, how much does that come into my mind? Hmm. What Guru Maharaj is doing, what he what he is trying to accomplish and so forth. It's a good example of um, how, how, how um, much I'm connecting with or missing the target, so to speak. So everybody's, of course, in a different situation and, and some people have families and so forth, which is all fine and, and um, acceptable, but... Um, that's why the target's big, <laughs> because it still, you can even hit the target from that um, uh, vantage point, even not not even, you know, living on site and so on and so forth. And, and, you know, of course, listening to my lectures and so on, That that's all part of it as well. You know, if I know that my disciples are listening to the lectures as they come out, then I feel very, um, that, that they're paying some attention, I have some interest. And... Uh, it's so easy to do, and they're pretty good. <laughs> so, so um, you know, we try to make it pretty, pretty friendly. Um, and if they do that, I mean, it would really, really help them a lot. So, this is all part of that. I think developing the, the serving attitude would be the first and foremost thing. And then, it really, in the context of that, then possibility of chanting attentively uh, or becoming steady in one's practice and not being having it interrupted by anarthas and so forth developing a taste and all, it all come out of that. As I've said before the whole of the the, the leela, all the different manifestations of love of Krishna they are all expressions of service. They don't look like that necessarily it doesn't look like Krishna's being served by Madhya Soda when she's chasing him with a whipping stick but that is the, the, the underlying foundation, the basis of it. <clears throat> and I see sometimes, just to go off on that a little bit, people have this idea of entering there and they, they're they not focused on a serving attitude. They're focused on trying to be a mother or something or trying to be a young young girl. What it's like to be a young girl. I've seen people, what it's like to be a young girl, then I can better understand um Manjari Jerry for example, that's not the recommended way <laughs> at all. So, so I think this is the this is the main thing I would be concerned about. Uh, I am concerned about to see the serving ego is developed, and then within the context of that, of course, that I, I think everything will come. And then, and and, and the uh, then I would say, you know, from there I would look for that they would they would spend their time in their japa hmm, as if they were on their deathbed hmm. do their japa as if they were on their, if their deathbed they knew that you know, time is the essence and it's only so much time for around, so many rounds however many they, they chant they set aside and they do it right hmm. because I know if they do that then they'll make progress if they chant their prescribed number of rounds they're, they're, what they've made a commitment for this is the very just beginning of Sharanagati. Hmm. So, Sharanagati, Shraddha, Shraddha, they go together, faith and surrender, and it takes this shape to begin with. We're going to go to the planets of faith, you have to be faithful. So, you make a commitment. I will chant this many rounds. So, this is um, a vow. This is a, a promise. This is the mood of uh, anukul Pratikul, hmm, which is the first limb of Sharanagati, accepting what is favorable for bhakti, rejecting what is unfavorable for bhakti. The spirit or the mood behind it is I make it, is a commitment. I will accept what's favorable. I will reject what's unfavorable. So in the very you know beginning sense of that, I make a commitment and it's favorable to meet my commitment hmm, to chant so many rounds the pleasure of Radha and Krishna. Um, so, I should do that then. And I should do it properly. I should, if need be, lock the door and blindfold myself and really pay attention. Mm. And, um, otherwise, it, 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 it's just now I'm abroad. I mean, it's if you can't pay attention, it's one thing, but if you try to pay attention with all of your might, hmm, and if, you, and if you start to see how powerful it is, because that's going to start to require how you conduct yourself in the day, what you think about and how you preoccupy, how you are preoccupied with your mind during the, you know, the waking, waking hours and so forth. It's all going to come when you sit quietly on your mind. And you're going to realize, oh, things are coming on my mind that don't need to be coming on my mind because I didn't need to be doing those things or I didn't need to be thinking those things. Hmm? So that's not favorable. From my bhakti and so then you see it all comes starts to unfold out of out of such and so you start to let have to let go of things and meanwhile then because you are doing that then you are as a result of that paying more attention you start to get uh, something from it hmm? so I would say uh, and my first concern is like is they they develop this serving attitude and understand this importance of the Serving ego and what the difference between that and the enjoying ego is, and so on and so forth, and then concentrate on that they chant their japa attentively, or that they, as I say, they try their utmost daily to chant their japa attentively. Hmm? Oh, everything will come from that. Then, then you know, as I say, I like to listen to my lectures because this I mean, this is a condensed way of learning the whole philosophy, and. Um, You know, we come, we're interested, we have a sentiment, we know a little something, but there's so much to understand. What is bhakti? What is the goal? And what is praying bhakti? What is sadhana bhakti? What is bhava bhakti? And so on and so forth. So they need to hear those, that also. There's the negative to let go and the positive things to let in, to fill their ears with such discussions. Hmm? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that for myself, you know, giving those lectures and they're being recorded and made available and and um, there's a lot of effort put in that for my students. I've given so much siksha, so I, I want to see that they take advantage of that and they realize this is what... because they wonder why maybe they're not making progress or they have problems. Are you taking advantage of all the things that have been given to you? And there's a lot. Your japa, your mantra, classes, the mission and the opportunity to participate in it, to come to the festivals meet with other devotees and get absorbed um, and, and so forth so you, 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 I want this kind of shift, if you will, that they you know, start really f- locating the target in the center, if you will and start to orbit around it, that's what it means to be a sadhaka now someone like your, yourself who's living here and so forth then, um, you know, you're doing these things. So, as I said in the beginning, it might be a little different for different people. This is the general mm, kind of idea. Um, And, you know, you want them to be, develop humility, proper humility, but not not if, because you know that, we know that by chanting with humility, praying will come but not a false kind of humility either, Hm. A neurotic kind of humility, but a wise type of humility. You know, what's right, you know, what's wrong. And and uh, um, Mahabhava said this, this decorum, humility, tolerance, and uh, expecting no honor, giving honor, I want to see that, hm. Because uh, I see that, then I know. Give chanting like that, then praying will come, hmm? So this is kind of the interim goal, if you will, corresponds with Nishtha, so I wanted to become steady in their practice. I wanted to overcome their, the, the, I always say there's a learning curve, but I don't want you to stay in there. <laughs> it's, you, have to, you know, you have to turn the corner. Hmm? It's one thing to say there's a learning curve and be generous, but if you understand it, you know, that properly, you realize that t- turns are meant to be made, you that you you stay on the turn. You get. You make the turn. Hmm? The curve. Go around the curve and go straight to Krishna. Something like that. So. So. So they focus on what 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 nishtha mean, what an means, nishtha, what anarthanubhuti means, anishtha. What the difference between unsteady practice, steady practice, all the implications of that. It's so a good focus, immediate uh, focus for them. Hmm? then I feel confident and I feel confident what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given my business is to tell them about that and try to set an example by which they'll be encouraged to take it up but if they do it's quite simple really it's not it's not, not difficult hmm. I mean it's nice life also when you get involved and so forth taste to get a real t- enduring taste that takes some time but even the life without taste but conviction and steadiness and service is very rewarding hmm. Very, um, you do the right thing, you feel you feel like you've done the right thing. Hmm. So you can look other people in the eye, and you can look your guru in the eye, and you don't feel embarrassed and so forth. So um, this is what we want: satam prasanga mamvira samvedo to become honest, and then you can take advantage of good association: satam prasanga somebody samvedo. Yeah, honest people they, they hear they understand this I have to change this then they hear to hear like that and then to take it up and, and uh, make that point that you've learned the building kind of foundational block in the house of bhakti in the temple that we're building in your heart so yeah, these are some some thoughts um. I, I, I want them to respect everyone and respect other devotees, but I want them to know hmm, what the teaching is and what it's not. Hmm, or know where they can find it out, hmm, for sure. And, and, so, and I am very concerned that they, according to their level of their own intellectual capacity, that they that they understand the philosophy, the teaching. Hmm, spend a lot of time on making that available. As Prabhupada used to say, we got 60 books, you know, and he he was fond of seeing them distributed, but he certainly wanted the people who were distributing them to read them and to to know them. My Godmothers used to say that that I was the most well-read of all of Prabhupada's disciples when we were selling books and so forth. So, I was doing both at the same, I had that uh, reputation uh, at the same time. So, um, these are the things, basically, that I'm concerned about. <clears throat> Does that help? Yeah, things along those lines. You had a question? No. You know, they will be good examples. They will know that if they don't know the answer, that they can take somebody without any embarrassment where they can get the answer, and they'll honestly say, "I don't know," but I can I can know where you can get the answer. You come here and stand up for all the important things that have, um, you know, my life is an example of uh, that. Much can be learned from hmm, um, to be where I am at this time, and and that in relation to the state of affairs, of, if you will, of Gaudi Vaishnavism in, in the world, and so forth. So all of that's about, why I'm here, that's important to me, that they understand that. Hmm. And the choices I've made, why, and what's the reasoning behind that, that will make them very strong, because that made me very strong. You know, Necessities, was brought me a great opportunity to uh, go very... Um, uh, Deeply and analyze you know, what is correct, and so forth. And that introspection, and so forth, is, is important. So, so I want them to understand those those points. Hmm? It takes time, of course. Everybody's not familiar with all the all the issues, and so forth. But but that's part of understanding the, the philosophy. Hmm. I want them to be happy <laughs> I want them to be happy materially in an honest way that they, I want them to be um, aware of their needs and to pursue them in a, in a, in a reasonable way hmm. that's not at the expense of their spiritual life but this, that is in pursuit of their spiritual life I'm saying even their material needs I don't want them to tell me what 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 what, I, what they think. I want to know when I ask them a question. I want them to tell me what they actually think. I don't want them to do things out of some um, for r- wrong reasons. I don't want them to stay as a as a monk because they think that. Oh, I'll be well. It's not bad. I think I'll, I would let Guru Maharaj down but but I mean if, if, if you really need to be somewhere else then I would rather prefer that you bring, bring it up because it's going to show up anyway mm-hmm. so that's part of understanding their own you know, psycholo- psychological needs and so forth and, and then gravitating towards a situation that works for them psychologically and then being honest in that situation to you know, give their all in all from there I don't care, in one sense, where where they are, and all, as long as they give their all and all from wherever they are. If everyone was doing that, then the world would be Krishna conscious, <laughs> mm-hmm. or at least we would be, you know, a, a luminary in the uh, in the, in the world as a as a very um, exciting, enticing alternative lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So. You know, the mission, as I'm talking about it, is is made up of people. So, as much as they apply themselves, and as as good as it will be, and then what it should be, and all, is very re- within reach and possible. So, it's up to all of them and all of you who are, who are good examples to continue to set good examples. I really like the devotees to come to the to the projects spend time, and they got vacation time or something if they're, if they're not living here, to come regularly, spend time with me here, at Madhatsarabhari, and so forth. Um, especially when there are festivals. It should be that if you don't come to the festival, then you're just not, you know, with it. Something like that. Make your schedule for the year. I'll be at at this time, and Odari at this time, and Madhavara at this time. Yeah. At least two out of three or something like that. Hmm. That should be uh, emphasized because that will be just very good for the devotees. They'll get so much from that. Practically more than from their, a lot of them from their practice throughout the year. They'll get from coming for a week or ten days or whatever it is, three days for, for a festival. So that's... Very powerful, and um, I'd like to see them come. So I'm always inviting. Hmm. Right? I never say don't come. (laughs) (laughs) What else? Yes.
1: I had a discussion on um, Facebook with one Christian uh, who, um, who was uh, saying that in Hinduism God takes pleasure uh, from others' suffering. That that Lila is like that and he was giving example of burning Kandava forest where Krishna and Arjuna did it for um, satisfying Agni. So, like, so many living entities suffered innocently uh, just because someone else was lusty. So he was, like, uh, he wasn't accepting that uh, God uh, Krishna as God is merciful and he hmm. he's taking pleasure uh, of others.
0: Well, I don't think he understands the concept of Leela. Because, in uh, first of all, in Leela, Leela means play or drama, so there are bad guys in the drama, people get hurt, get killed in the drama. But it's a drama, so they don't. Um, and, um, of course, when we speak of Krishna and Krishna Leela, then Krishna is tasting all aspects of love and... In order to taste that, then there have to be some some bad guys that create some fear and so on and so forth. So that one thing is is the nature of the leela. It's, it's, it's drama. It's 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 not part of this world. You're looking at it from a worldly perspective. It's not part of this world. We give the example of like the Kurukshetra battle and people are dying, but hmm, um, but they're uh, but they're becoming liberated in the presence of Krishna and so forth so uh, you have to understand what, what liberation is too it's said that even the even the enemies of Krishna the example is given even the worst enemies of Krishna who, who Krishna um, deals with from a dharmic perspective and so forth they get liberation like Sishupal and Dantavakra and so on and so forth um, so it seemed like he was Extremely merciful. By the by conversely, I mean you have a God in Christianity that sometimes depicted as saying, "Well, you, you either accept me or i will send you to hell forever in, in this this life." And meanwhile, in Krishna Leela, people are not accepting Krishna; they're attacking Krishna, and He's giving them liberation. So it's quite a quite a contrast there. Hmm? Hmm? And so, so, like we were hearing this morning from Pujapatri Marsh, the Vaishnav, he or she um, uses everything in Krishna's service. So there's not there's not a use of anything. Uh, he 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 grows the food and offers it to Krishna, and so it's beneficial for the food, for the plant. Hmm? be used in, everything's to be used in God's service. It's a question of understanding God. God does what he wants. Hmm? You cannot evaluate whether God is good or not from your understanding of what is good. What is your understanding of what is good? Hmm? Our understanding of good and bad is very much tied to our senses and the input that 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 senses give to our mind where determination is made whether something is good or bad. On a day-to-day, um, whether it's hot or cold, or I like this or I don't like that, or it can uh, go up to moral values and so on and so forth it's, uh, as well. What is your conception of good and bad? For Krishna, everything is good. There is no bad. Everything he does is good. And that's God is all good, so whatever he does is good. So, what may appear to be bad is good, but your perspective doesn't allow you you know, to see the whole picture. We can tell you philosophically, but, um, but, um, but you have to go there hmm, from that angle of vision. We say, of course, there's only Krishna, there's only God and his Shaktis. So who's to complain? God is doing what God wants. Who's to complain? Why why are you complaining? That's the whole problem. You think you're different from Krishna. You're you're separate from Krishna. You're independent from God. God does what he wants. God plays. Hmm. Now, your vantage point may not enable you to appreciate what's actually taking place. Hmm. But from our perspective, philosophical perspective, there's no one to blame. There's only God. It's a chintu beta beta, but from the from the obeyed perspe- perspective, the non-difference perspective, there's only God. So who's blaming? As soon as you start blaming, you 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 are out of the picture. You you're you're in Maya. You're an illusion. God's doing what he wants with his shaktis, and they're not independent of him. Hmm? So how can you blame? Hmm? And and what is death? It's 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 it's, it's uh, you know look at it from a metaphysical point of view. It's it's it, you're putting more emphasis on it than than, than is is uh, is warranted. Hmm? So and again by contrast with the Christian God, at least the way he's portrayed by some people, the general people, it sounds pretty pretty mean. Hmm? He sends people to hell, tortures them forever. Because they didn't accept his son. and They didn't even know him. <laughs> They're going to go to hell forever. Burn. Be stuck with a pitchfork. Forever, it's a pretty long time. Whereas, whereas they say he's merciful, he's also just. Okay. So we can say the same thing. Merciful, he's just. Hmm. But Leela... That is another thing. That's already above the world. And if something in the world gets included within the leela, then that's to its benefit.
1: What do you mean? If something...
0: If, something if the leela overflows into this world, hmm, and someone gets involved in it, an entity gets involved in it, gets consumed by it in some way. Here's the example of the forest fire or something. Hmm. Krishna lit-, lit a fire or something to satisfy Maya Donava. Is that something maybe from the Mahabharata or somewhere? Some Purana. I think I remember hearing that hmm. Arjuna was. Um, is it? Wasn't it? Arjuna. There was a forest fire, and our Arjuna. Maybe it's a different. Arjuna. Krishna say Arjuna saved Mayadānava from a forest fire. Yeah.
1: The forest fire was to uh, Agni they had a stomach, I a stomach of some and there was some special herbs in that forest. Uh-huh. So they burned the forest... Uh,
0: Krishna told him to burn the forest?
1: I think so. But then, like you said, uh, he <laughs> resc- Ar- Arjuna wanted to rescue Mayadānava.
0: And Mayadānava wanted to give Arjuna benediction. Yeah. And Krishna said, Don't take it, it's for Kali Yuga. He wanted to give him yantravigyan, the science of machines. And he said, don't take it, it's Vakalayuga. Hmm. So so Krishna uh, burned the forest. How mean he is to burn the forest. But you know, Krishna's killing everybody anyway. I mean, he's time. He's taking away everybody's life. <laughs> if he does it directly, then what's the problem? And there's a great benefit from that. It gets consumed, included in the Leela overflows and consumes up those trees and and so forth. Hmm. It does not necessarily mean to burn a forest. Sometimes it's good to burn a forest. Like at Saragri, certain pine trees, they they flourish with fire, some ground fire, and so forth. So, and, you know, so what? So, so so God is throwing lightning bolts into the forest and there's a forest fire. All the forest fires come from God. If you, you know, big forest fires are a big problem, right? In California, for example, Colorado and in the West during the summer months when it's, it doesn't rain. Hmm. So, who started the fires? Hmm? Oftentimes it's there's a lightning storm, the lightning starts a fire. it hits the tree, it's a spark and the whole you know, hundreds of thousands of acres burn. People's homes, there's evacuation. So who did it? Who threw the lightning bolt? You ask the Christian that, is God behind that? Hmm, pretty mean. Why do you do that? I don't know exactly what the Christian conception is, but I think they say, you know, God's will is behind everything, so they try to look and see why God did that or something. They can't figure it out. Millions of trees burned, why didn't he stop it? Why didn't he put it out? Even the forest fire may, fighter, firefighter may lose his life. Hmm. So, there's plenty of room to play the, you know, the blame game, if you will, that they the fellow's trying to doing trying to do with Krishna leela, but doesn't understand the concept of leela to begin with. It's not part of the, the Christian theology. The idea of such they have an omniscient, omnipotent idea of God mm. that they uh, love with uh, with awe and and reverence. Mm. There might be some leela there, but it's not, you know, it's not part of the... It's not explained in that way. Hmm? Does that help? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, that argument. Those people are putting forward. Hmm. You know, know, does God have to be the way you think he should be? Or does God reveal himself as he is? Hmm? Doing what he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's wisdom behind that. But you have to approach properly to, to see and understand. What else? Another question? Yes.
1: Can we know what prayers you recite when you have
0: Dashana Krishna Lao? Oh, I say different prayers. I make my own prayers mostly. I glorify Krishna and Balarana in some way. I say something nice about them that's true. Hmm? And then I say something bad about myself that's true. <laughs> hmm? And then I then I then I make my request. Mostly mostly I I ask that I might um and have the power to conduct myself in such a way that my guru will be pleased with me and as a result of that my students and friends will be inspired to you know, you know, to pr- pursue more wholeheartedly Krishna consciousness it's something like that or if I'm going to give the Bhagavatam class I pray like that I say something nice about the deity hmm? praise them then I state my own position and I ask for the power to speak in such a way that, that it will be pleasing to my guru and my gurus and and to them and as the result the other people will, will benefit I'm the friend of the people Guru Pakari <speaking> Smriti this is a statement of Narada, or of Krishna, I should say, to Narada in Dwarka. Bhagavatam it says, kudopakari smritidapriyanam. Hmm. The person, the best helper, the best friend, is the one who reminds one of his beloved. Hmm. Narada was sorry. Hmm? or having created it's been somehow part of a dis- dis- what he thought was a disturbance in, in Dwarka with Krishna wanting to go to Vrindavan and, uh, and so forth. Um, Krishna said, no, you know, it's not like that. You reminded me of my beloved one, so that's a real friend. Hmm? So I like to think of that hmm, on the high end. And I want to remind Krishna of his beloved. Hmm as my aspiration, hmm? to remind Krishna who is his beloved, assure him, give him assurances, so forth, hmm? that Radha likes him, and it's possible that he can attain his goal. Hmm? I like that idea, hmm? but um, then it plays out on another level also. When I was young and Prabhupada's movement and I always prayed to Prabhupada to give me the power to act in such a way that my god and god sisters would be inspired to, to uh, through that example, to serve him better. Hmm. So I think like that, then on a lower level, that in relation to my god brothers and god sisters, that their beloved is Prabhupada. Hmm. And a real friend is one who reminds one of their beloved so I want to remind them of Prabhupada and all that he expects of us and and, and, and so forth by my example So, and then for the common people hmm, what's dear to them although they don't know it is their own atma hmm? so the real friend is the one that reminds one of his beloved so I want to remind the people hmm, tell them about their beloved, their own self, hmm? that they've lost sight of in pursuit of things. Kadopukari pradidas pranam is a nice statement. So I, I generally think along those lines. Do hmm? you follow? <laughs> I'm weird, I know. <laughs> Different. <laughs> but that's, that's my general thought and in different nuanced ways I, I've cultivated that. Hmm. What else?
1: Yeah, so I'll be reading about the chapter of Zake, and there is the an interesting part he's describing how the necessity the necessity of faith and how faith is like the, the symbol, The it signifies our eligibility for Shruddha Bhakti. But then he goes on to explain that faith, and, and called uh, Shruddh Yuga, that faith is not a limb of Bhakti, but actually what is uh, gauging our progression from, from Shraddha to praying, is progressively increasing taste, ruchi. So, I mean, I've always heard that this shraddha the is like just different stages of faith, shraddha. But so this seems to be saying that the, 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 someone may have faith, but they may not have a taste to actually motivate them. So this taste is like this, uh, is, is the fundamental aspect, and faith is not a limb of, of an anger of bhakti itself. Kind of
0: well, taste isn't an anger of bhakti either, <laughs> but uh, faith is... Um faith is what gives us eligibility faith is what it is faith is what animates us if we don't have faith in something we can't carry it out mm-hmm. so it's very very uh, fundamental and the Gita Krishna says a person is his faith and so forth um, um, and in one sense yes, bhakti is a progression of a development of faith but I think what Bhakti Matabara is talking about there when he speaks of taste is, of course, faith and taste. So, shraddha, shraddha, lobha-mai-shraddha. Lobha I, I mean, I'm not sure what section you're, you're reading from, but he does use the term. For rag-bhakti, there's shraddha. It's not that that it's not that eligibility for bhakti, sadhana-bhakti-vaiti-bhakti is shraddha, and eligibility for is taste, hmm? or eagerness, same idea, taste, lobha. Um, but faith is also there, <laughs> obviously, in, in the uh, Rāganūga practitioner as well, but faith that is filled with taste and driven by that. Hmm? So, but neither faith nor taste is an unga of bhakti. It's 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 what bhakti is in a sense. I mean, um, I as mean, much as faith is is not a belief, and they we were talking about it. But that which which animates us it, it is a con- it's a conviction. I guess you could say it's a conviction. But then the conviction is also, in one sense, really. Um, based on taste, some taste you get, some tastes so that you know because of your your you have conviction, but you get taste, and then that you really become convinced, hmm? even if it's only fleeting. Hmm? So they seem rather inter- intertwined in a sense, and it's um, so not that you can dispense with faith uh, at a certain point, and you become doubtful and for the doubter the Gita says there's, there's, there's no way forward. Hmm? So, a shraddhana, hmm? without faith one can't proceed. Hmm? As Sridharmad would say suspicion leads to suspension. So, it's all about faith. Hmm? And then again, initial faith brings taste, taste brings faith. Hmm? So, faith leads to ta- taste, taste leads to faith. Siddha Maharaj called the spiritual world planets of faith, so, there seems to be faith there, faith there, no doubt. Hmm? And here we live in a world of doubt, and there's no doubt about that. We're always doubting, questioning, proceeding with caution, with intelligence, we're, we're doubting. Descartes said, I doubt, therefore I am. Hmm? Siddha Maharaj used to Translate the cogito ergo sum and that I doubt, therefore I am. Doubt's not a bad thing, it means discrimination, questioning, Hmm? In one sense it's, 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 it's the differentiating, uh, you know, characteristic from animal life. Doubting, questioning, hm, introspection and so forth. Um, but that should, in bhakti, should give, give way to taste, hm. And and then the end of doubt. But if it's the end of doubt, then what's the end of doubt? Is faith. So, so we we look at faith as as active rather than reason being like an fence sitting, if you will. You cannot apprehend a thing as comprehensively by thinking about it as you can by acting. You could sit on the fence and decide whether the. The grass was tasty, but you had to get off the fence to, to, to know, and then the meander in the pasture and so forth freely. So we think of faith like that, and it's an, the whole spiritual world is animated by by faith, and taste is is a, is a is a byproduct of it, and it is and it and it produces it at the same time. So they're complementary, it would seem that help? Looks like a scorpion. Mm
1: -hmm. No, 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 it's
0: it's a fake scorpion. There's plenty of those. So, what else? Anything else? (laughs) I have
1: a little problem when I'm writing with the first, but I don't know how to meditate. It's a very long. It's um, helping,
0: on That first, first and the and the last line. First
1: and the last line of your. Mm-hmm. I, I, I find I My mind gets. Hey,
0: Did you ever study Shooter Mars's commentary on the Bremm Guide?
1: Yes, I read the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, it helped a but at first it was too long and too complicated. And um,
0: I, I don't You might want to try to read it again now probably a long time ago that you read it. Yeah. So I would recommend you read it again, but the brahma Gayatri, kam I guess that's what you're referring to. In one sense, the last line is taking the first line as far as it can go. Hmm. Uh, because Gayatri, Devi, hmm. so that is... Dr. Uh, Devi. Mm-hmm. She was a young gopi from the bridge. It was stolen by, by Brahma. Something was going on. He was doing a sacrifice or something. And his wife was not available. He's, he's kidnapped some girl from the bridge. Story goes. I think it's found in the Purana, but Padma Purana. Hmm. So the Gopa of people were were upset. You hmm. kidnapped one of our daughters, and we don't care if she's the wife of Brahma, but she's ours. You know, you can't do this. So Vishnu intervened and said that I would take birth in your village hmm. to make up for it in the future. Hmm? That's Krishna, of course, appearing in the Um But um, there was Gayatri. She wanted to be a gopi. Hmm? She became famous as the mantra everywhere, but it wasn't enough for her. She wanted to be a gopi. So she prayed to take birth. As a, and again as a gopi, and that is the Kam Gayatri. Hmm? So you take the Brahma Gayatri to its fullest potential, what it speaks about, you come to the Kam Gayatri. Hmm? And of course this is what Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam is about, ultimately. Hmm? Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam is a commentary on Gayatri. So that's what it's about. <laughs> um, but you know, besides these kind of stories and explanations and then and, and understanding the word meanings is useful. That We call that like, you know, to contemplate the meanings. Hmm. That's recommended, like Krishna says in the Gita, to understand the each and every word and its implications and meanings and so forth and repeat them, explain them. This is to worship me with my, with your intelligence, so you can apply your intelligence to understand the words and the meanings. And, and if you can't sit and just hear this, meditate on the word without thinking about anything else, then it may be useful to think of the meaning of the word. Hmm. And then your mind is still active while chanting, and instead of going somewhere else, you'll be thinking about the contemplating from contemplation comes meditation. So, if you can't meditate, then you, you fake it and you contemplate it at the same time. <laughs> well, while meditating. Well, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I would suggest you read that uh, commentary. There's a commentary on the Gayatri and Chaitanya Chaitanya it but it's it's impossible to understand. <laughs> Krishnasa is saying what it means, but was it what it means to him? You have to go there. If he can't explain it, make clear nobody else can either. But again, you know, you've got 18,000 verses of the Bhagavatam to explain the mantra. (laughs) It's uh, quite a lengthy, lengthy commentary. But, you know, in short, it's... um, the. um wants to help us sort out hmm, to sorting out of the difference between uh, ourselves and uh, the, the mental physical and intellectual planes of experience they are planes of experience we are the experiencer hmm? so we are the light of the world we illumine these three planes of experiential planes, we are the experiencer they have no experience in themselves, they're like mm, theaters of experience Mm. you have to have the players so the physical, the mental the intellectual Mm -hmm. Um, this is covering everything ideas from the whole world in the words from the lower planets to the highest planets that the light of the world is yourself consciousness hmm. that's the basic idea at first and to, so to, to so getting clarity on that hmm, is most possible by shedding light on that which lights ourselves we are lovable. Because we're part and parcel of Krishna, who's most lovable. So, he is the playful God, Devasya, this is Krishna. Hmm? He is the playful God. And and although we're the light of the world, we're small, and we need this exercise to realize that. So, we're vulnerable hmm, to the darkness you will. Mm-hmm. So, in order to understand our potential, then um, there's a plane higher than us that should be venerated, worshipped our source. Mm-hmm. So, while we're the light of the world, we should, um, that sounds big, we're also small, before we have a tendency to. You can't do much with a spark, but you can do a lot with a fire. Spark is a fire, but it can't heat, it can't light, it can't do anything with it. And you feel like it might go out. The spark won't go out, but it's 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 like the fire, but so much different. So, it needs to connect with the fire that it could actually. Um, understand its self-luminous nature and its full potential. So the act of veneration is its natural function. Hmm? The self should venerate that higher plane. Hmm? And and the example, the prime example of that veneration Hmm? that most illumines but we most illuminate to the self which sheds the greatest light on on the on, Bhagavan, on, the, on the playful Leela of Krishna that is the uh, Vishubhanu Nandini hmm? Vishubhanu great light it means hmm? the daughter of the daughter of the sun Brihad hmm? Bhavani. The daughter of the sun. There was a mountain, I forget his name. A mountain. What was it? Or the sun. The sun. The sun went inside a cave in a mountain. He wanted to take a break. You know? He's always the sun. (laughs) Always in the public eye never gets a, any break. So he went into a mountain cave and it became a big problem for the world. The sun disappeared. So Krishna went to the sun and said, you can't do that. you got to stay out all the time. And he said, well, if I, if I come out, I'll only come out if you give me the benediction that I'll have a daughter. He wanted the daughter. Hmm. So Krishna gave the benediction that sun could have a daughter. Hmm and she was born from the connection with that mountain where the cave was and that's where she was, she was <laughs> it's this long story that she's carried put in the jamuna and on a lotus and vishabhanu raj she found her there hmm? this is the great daughter of the sun vishabhanu hmm? and so anyway she's the, the great luminary because she says light on Krishna Hmm? Krishna is is luminous but she says light on the nature of Krishna Radha is the deity and ideal of devotion in one Hmm? so we shall venerate the highest brightest light that is Krishna by following in the footsteps of Radha every devotee is a a, a partial manifestation of Radha that's what devotion means, what bhakti means. Badini-shakti, this is Radha. There's a little Radha in everybody, every devotee. Hmm? Krishna unites with his svarupa-shakti. This is bhakti. Hmm? She is Bhakti Devi. Hmm? His own internal associates, he comes as chaitanya Mahabhu. Hmm? And then they share that with the Tathasthajeev, a little bit of themselves with the Tathasthajeev. Then the Tathasthajeev can act like them and interact with Krishna. So that means a little Radha in everybody. So she's the ideal of devotion. So she, and, and, and as I say, she sheds light on, on on Krishna. So she shows the way. Bhakti is the way. Hmm? So this is our meditation. Hmm? We should do dhimahi. Meditate on this. Hmm? Um, And be enthused Hmm? that your devasya dhimahi dio, that your intelligence be spiritualized is the idea by such um thinking hmm? be used then to pursue the path thoughtfully hmm? let your mind let your intelligence be in, enthused by such a prospect this is the idea hmm? that's um, when in the calm guy speaking about it more more directly hmm there um, it's um, do you have my explanation of that given word for word? no oh well, I'll give it to you and then you can that'll, that will help you to meditate on it yeah so you don't have that. I'll give you that then you can study it and you can not let your mind wander you think of the meaning. And suddenly you'll just be consumed by the sound and experience something that can't be explained, can't be talked about. It's <laughs> lots of words for. Hmm. Does that help? Yeah. Okay. All right. What's the time? Okay. She step there. ki jai. Parwan